A quick plug before the episode begins, I wanted to let you know about a show that is coming up this Wednesday at the UCB Theater in New York. It's called Dog Fleet, and I co-wrote it with Rory Panagatopoulos, and I am in it with an incredible cast. The show is a live-action after-school cartoon about space alien dogs that fight a space alien uh, president who is evil. He's an evil wasp. Uh, If that at all intrigues you, or if it at all confuses you, or excites you, or titillates you, please come check it out. It is at 8 p.m. this Wednesday, April 25th, 2012. I hope to see you out there. Uh, Band, can you come in and start hitting it? Well, it's that episode, not that episode, not that episode. It's that episode. It's that episode with Craig Rowan. Welcome to It's That Episode with Craig Rowan. Every week I invite a guest over to my apartment to watch any episode of any TV show they like. My guest today, even though it's really night, we're recording it, but you could be listening to it any time. My guest is Dan Greger. Please welcome everybody. Welcome, Dan Greger. Yay, me. (laughs) How are you doing? Dan is a writer on How I Met Your Mother. You not how correctly. I met your brother, which no. is not a show. That show, well, we're in lawsuit with that show, um, right? And there, it's on the Russian version of CBS. I'm uh, surprised you're even talking about it because I know there is a sort of yeah. a um, what's that called a non. Uh, we're not supposed to talk about it, but I, but we're, there's a lot of bad blood. Okay, and so it's just sort of past the point of legal action, and, and we're just hoping that they get hurt somehow. Well, the interesting thing about the uh, How I Met Your Brother show is the first episode, they're born. Together and their brothers, and they say, "Oh, this is how we they met. We met." Yeah, it's more more based on Cain and Abel mm-hmm. um, than the biblical story than than uh, romantic comedy, but it steals a lot of elements from. Yeah, life. but that's why it's sort of the litigation is going on yeah. so long. Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously, that's all stupid bullshit. Yeah, we just- <laughs> <laughs> but they we did a bit. We, we, that's not real. That's not real for any of you listeners. So Dan, welcome. Um, where I'm excited. Where I, I almost said we're excited to have. <laughs> well, you. I'm weird. As if this is a real show. That's, that's I'm excited to have us too. Um, thanks for coming. So why don't you... the voice crack, my friend? Oh my god! I well, I've uh, just been drinking and yelling all day. Okay. So and I just went through puberty this morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, good, good. So what show did you decide you want to watch? Uh, I I picked Heathcliff because. Uh, well, it's the episode of The Great Puccini, mm-hmm. which I don't remember in particular, but I remember loving Heathcliff. Loving Heathcliff a lot more than Garfield, actually. I always thought Garfield was just, like, a layabout, and mm-hmm. Heathcliff uh, did more. And so I, I somehow resented that Heathcliff, that Garfield, like, got away with, you know, everything, and he just didn't seem to care very much. He was just very lazy. Well, Heathcliff, so for people who don't know, Heathcliff was a cartoon on in the 1980s. And it features, as you may have gathered, a cat. A fat orange cat. A fat orange cat that actually somehow I've never even... Because I grew up watching Heathcliff too. I never even made a connection that there oh, was... They're the, like, they're the <laughs> exact same I mean, character. Like, even <laughs> while I was looking at this, I was like, oh, it's an orange cat. <laughs> and one of his main things is like, I remember him eating food. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's like, pretty that's pretty much... The only the only difference is I think he has a band and he eats a lot of garbage. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure... I, one thing I remember is it took place... I remember the theme song and I remember it took place in... In a um, garbage, what's it called? Dump. Like yeah, dump. yeah. Like there, there. His group of his gang is called the the junkyard cats, uh-huh. if I remember correctly. 
and um, and it's a li- it's more of a world. Garfield is very insular to the house. Yes, and so this is this is was more of an adventure. But it is amazing. I mean, just uh, before we get into watching the show, like how in sort of similarly to how I met your brother, um, <laughs> but it's like how shows can literally rip exact like n- the exact look. It's the same, the same exact thing. thing. I think I mean, even I the think name Garfield, Garfield Heathcliff. Heath, if it were, if you put it back, Cliff Heath. Garfield. No, that wouldn't make a difference. But the F. But there's an F. There's a strong F. There's a powerful F in Garfield and Heathcliff. Um, and uh, there's another cartoon orange cat that is that was also came out around that time that a little earlier I think I forget okay. who I forget the name I don't know we'll have to look yeah. it up um, we can do at that some after point. or we won't and no it will be a dangling hey, conversation why don't you Google that if you're listening on your computer right now yeah. Or listen to the song Dangling Conversation by mm-hmm. Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah, which that is, was beautiful. Uh, it was beautiful. Era. Any, 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 any song with, with those type of harmonies. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you, so you grew up watching Heathcliff. I grew up watching it. And the thing is, I, I had a weird revelation recently about this show specifically because um, I was having the conversation with some friends about, like, not, not your first... Um, not your first sort of sexual fantasy. <laughs> I like where this is going. But but like your sort of like sexual awakening. Like uh-huh. the first time you had those feelings for something, uh-huh. but you you were too young to place it. Right. And and I re- and I like had this flash. I realized that the first thing that I ever felt like those warm romantic feelings for was Garfield's girlfriend Sonia <laughs> who, who like we'll watch it now and if I remember correctly what like you mean Heathcliff's, Heathcliff's. Yeah, sorry sorry Heathcliff's girlfriend not to mix worlds no Heathcliff's girlfriend Sonia who who if like we'll watch it and if I remember correctly like there's no there's no female form to her it's just she's just like she's just like a a white cat that like prounces around with a po- with a bow, wow! And like, but she sort of had a like. I'm, I don't know how to describe the thing I'm doing. Maybe you can. Yeah, help you're me. sort of um, jauntily moving her arms back and forth. <laughs> yes. She's a she jauntily would walk in a in an alluring way, and and like there was, and I remember her. I also had a babysitter named Sonia. Oh, definitely a connection there. That like I was like I didn't I was like I I think I had connected the two where I was like, well I'll never get with the babysitter, but maybe I'll get with the cartoon cat. Uh huh. And wow. so, like, I had this weird memory of it. I, do you remember your first, your first, like, sort of first direction? No, I don't. I mean, wow, that's a great question. Um, I, I can. I don't really remember. Well, I don't have, what are your like, earliest sexual memories? This isn't, like, even se- – the only thing – I can't remember, like, the first sexual memory, but I do remember this was, like, around the time when you were spo- – this was probably a little older, but, like – when we started getting the internet and mm-hmm. somebody like it was like when people started talking about how hot women were and, right, you know, right. And you're like yeah yeah totally like yes i know women yes but, yeah, and, boobs. and somebody was like you need to check out pictures of um jenny mccarthy <laughs> and so this is probably like 6th grade or something so this is probably not my first but i remember looking up I looked up Jenny McCartney, and I, th- I assumed it was Paul McCartney's daughter. Like, <laughs> oh, right. yeah, You're so. like, that was your, I was like, she's going to be super hot and right. talented. Very talented at playing bass mm-hmm. and writing um, songs, but also sort of a lame guy. Right. Or woman in this case. <laughs> but yeah, I can't remember like the first time I had a sexual thought. Um, like, dude, were like, because for me, I realized like, it, like even before I knew what sex was or what I was doing, like, 
I like there were teachers like there was be a teacher with big boobs, like and I was in like fifth grade probably, and I didn't know anything to do. I just imagined like I want to sit on the boobs and bounce, <laughs> <laughs> like I want her to lie down and I just want to like bounce. Yeah, I don't know. You know, that's so, a great question. You know, I might, probably would would have been a camp because mm-hmm. I started going to camp when I was like eight or nine, and all the counselors would were older, so they'd like tell us about right. stuff. So I feel like that it must be linked to that. Man, I wish I I was more aware of my. I've ne- well, the thing is, I've never really thought about sex until tonight. <laughs> um, yeah, so. I mean, well, you're gonna have a great marriage. I'm really, <laughs> really so congratulations much. again on <laughs> your pending nuptials. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting to start talking to say the word sex, right? Yeah, to her in front of the fairer sex. Yes, exactly. Oh, fairer nervous. sex. Thinking about well, speaking of the name of the episode that we we chose because I mean <laughs> we're we, children. His we're wife. children <laughs> is um, the second episode of Heathcliff, and it is it is titled "The Great Puccini," <laughs> and uh, that's very funny. <laughs> Good writing already. And, and the yeah, that's great. I mean, it's also great to know that, like, obviously, adults write children's shows that they they can yeah. They, they're like, let's call it that. Just to talk about some of the other titles, we've got Rebel Without a Clause. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. What else we got going Whoa, on? Smoke gets in my eyes. That seems like a very that's is a, that little, a reference to something. I don't know. I'm not. I think so. <laughs> maybe. Um, and the 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 um, synopsis of the episode we're about to watch is. When opera star the great Puccini <laughs> vies with Heathcliff over Sonia's affection. There you go. Ooh. All right. Excellent. Heathcliff tries to expose Puccini for the fraud <laughs> that he is. So in this episode, Heathcliff tries to expose Puccini. Puccini. Um, so I wonder if, because this is about Sonia and her affections, <laughs> do you think, I mean, maybe you'll have a sense memory. Maybe. I like have that. a pillow ready and waiting for me next To just start humping? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> or if, to hide. If I either hide to see how, how much attention you're paying. The, uh-huh. the couch here seems to have some wide crevices. Yes. Well, I'm gonna. Um, I'm always gonna be looking okay. at the good, good. TV, but I'm also gonna put a little rear view mirror on okay. the television, so I can right. always sort of see what's going on. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll block you. Um, I'm excited to check this out. I haven't watched this show probably in twenty what two. So, I have no idea how long. It's like seven or eight days for me. Yeah. So, um, so you'll be very familiar. Yeah. I'm probably yeah. gonna be quoting each line as right. it goes. Um, so cool. Let's let's check it out. Don't worry, Heathcliff. We'll take care of that big bag of wind for you. No way, boys. I'll take care of Casanova myself. <laughs> Gee, Mr. Piscini, if you gain any more weight, we'll have to get a larger corset. <laughs> Be quiet and keep it talking. You take care of him, did you, Heathcliff? Nah. There's more than one way to skin a cat. Skin a cat! Meow, 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 So that... Wow, yeah. That was That was really bad. It just really didn't hold up at all. We sort of... Um, it, it, it sort of dawned on us very early on that it was... Heathcliff is terrible. It's it's so um, empty of content. Like it's they wrote every there. The, well, I've forgotten was there's two halves. There's 
there's a Heathcliff 11-minute episode, and there's a Junkyard Cats 11-minute episode. With the main character, Riff Raff. Right. And they... And the Riff Raff one, like... Was a little bit better. Yeah, it was this. It was a, it was a you know a hijinks story, and there was a. Oh, they was, had to escape. Uh, Riff Raff's girlfriend Cleo was stuck in a kennel, and they needed to get her out. So it was all about getting her out. The first, the first half was the great Puccini, and the weird thing about it was the audio. Like there was like it, hardly any dialogue. The cats and, talk very little, and and they very conspicuously don't have dialogue with the characters themselves. Yeah, there's no, like, interacting. They'll say a sentence, and then, like, and then no one will respond to that sentence, and then another character will say a, a, a slightly related to the situation sentence, but there's no, there's no progression of them talking to each other. And the worst part of it all was that, like, instead of having any of the scenes have jokes or end with a joke... They would end with sound effects. Yeah, no, they would end. So there were two notable parts where there was one where Heathcliff is trying. For, I forget. I don't care why, <laughs> but he's in the water and he's like following their boat or something, and he hits a wall, and it cuts to Heathcliff's face, where you'd assume he would make a clever joke, like <laughs> like uh, you know, I'll never boat again. And when I say clever joke, I'm, I meant really something <laughs> terrible. terrible. At least, at least that was an attempt. At least, at I, least yeah. you tried. Like the, all the time. You just took to come up with that joke is significantly more time than the writers of Heathcliff took. So instead of saying anything, they just show Heathcliff blink and the sound effect boink boink, it, and that that's how they buttoned every scene. Yeah, it was just some somebody either blinking or somebody slouching. Like they just had these weird sound effects, and, and arguably worse than the than the button sound effects were the. Oh, like the sound effects that bore no relation to the scene whatsoever, but they just liked having some noise going underneath dialogue or or music, and it, it was infuriating. It was the loudest thing on the soundtrack. Yeah, though, yeah, the dialogue was much lower in the mix than the <laughs> than the uh, than the sound effects. So uh, here's what I ha- well now that we know a little bit more about the show after watching it, there were two halves. And uh, your crush, Sonia, was in the first half, and we realized she's sort of this bigger white cat. <laughs> she's just a round she's white cat. She's just a round white cat. But in the second half, Riff Raff has a girlfriend named Cleo that is notably hot in uh, uh, terms of cartoon yes. cats. And she's not just notably hot, but she's like, looks like a naked woman. Yes. With a tail. Yeah. It's yeah. really that... It's that, really super sexual. It's oddly sexual for a show that has no nothing else that connects to, like, reality or adult things at all. Yeah, so I have to assume now, since your crush was on Sonia, I have to assume that the link was between your babysitter... Was it a babysitter? Yeah, I think in hindsight, like, there's no... It was, it's so illogical otherwise. Yeah, or, or maybe... Although, although the one thing is, I do think I was watching the show at a point where I, I was not... I I would have been afraid of the female form uh-huh. to openly say like oh like she's Cl- hot. Right. Cleo is hot I probably would have I wouldn't have been afraid to say that but to be like I just like Sonia right I exactly. probably felt safe enough to say like I just think her and Garfield would be good together now did your babysitter Sonia look more like a Cleo <laughs> or more like a Sonia you know the amazing thing my babysitter Sonia was on um. You can't do that on television. Whoa! No, no. What was the spinoff of "You Can't Do That on Television"? Oh, I don't know if there was. There was. A- there was. It was like "You Can't Do That on Television," 
And then there was one where they would in front of a brick wall also, where it was more of a hanging out. They'd still get slime. They'd still there were no dares. Oh, I don't know. It was something uh, like that. Anyway, wait, so, you mean are, are you talking? Wait, you can't do it. Are you talking about um, like double dare? Like a no, no, because dares. <laughs> no, what was you? No, I guess it was. You can't do that on television. Then it was. You can't do that on television. That was like, which was like a like a, a variety yeah, talk it was like show, a Canadian variety Nickelodeon talk show, right? And but and so she. But they the thing was all the kids were named their real names, right? She, exactly, exactly. So she was Sonia on that show, and so it was like that was the craziest thing that ever happened. That like I, I she moved or something. It was after she had stopped being my babysitter, but she be, be got on that show shortly after she wow. was my babysitter. And, like, and it was, I mean, that was uh, unbelievable. That's really, really cool. I still <laughs> think that's cool. <laughs> well, like Alanis Morissette was on you right, Can't right, right. Television. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if they're still friends. I know. I wonder, I wonder what Sonia is up to today. I hope she hears this. Not the if cat. Sonia, <laughs> Sonia, if you're out there. Just email us. We'll yeah. get you in contact with Dan. I I just want to see how you're doing, babysitter. We're just we just want to know you're okay and want to know that like listen. I'm all grown att- up. There's still an attraction there. I'm uh, I'm a big boy now. Um one of the other interesting things that this was the second episode of the show, so I don't know if they'd set up everything, but it was really confusing as the the first shot of the episode showed a human being looking out a window and being angry that Garfield was sorry Heathcliff. It's a reasonable thing that I yes, keep doing this. No, it's totally reasonable. <laughs> but like that Heathcliff is is singing is singing to all the neighborhood cats and it's annoying. Yeah, but so it, so it would seem that this world is okay. It's a human world, right? And cats are cats, and they right. maybe have their little society. And and but, the, and and Gar- and Heathcliff lives. At a junkyard, yes. and like he's stealing food from gutters and stuff. So like he he's living a cat like existence, right? In so this world. so you would think, but Except- then like they have. They cut to the cat opera house. Yeah, the great Puccini <laughs> performs. They, there's a limo that drives great Puccini to a uh, like the debut performance. There, there's a crowd of of cat paparazzi, screaming, screaming cat, screaming fans. cat fans. The the whole opera is all cats, so it didn't really even make sense. And I mean, they have a full playhouse. There's, you know, like there's a backstage area. Like the, there's the, these cats have formed their own society more than. Mirroring cats in our world. Yeah, like if, if to keep it going in terms of the junkyard, <laughs> it could have been like the junkyard version of an right, opera. Right, right. But, but was, this was like there are there are cat architects. There's, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a cat artist. There's a cat union. Yes, that like the, there's cat musicians. There's. I have to imagine he came from Cat Italy, or Cataly. Cataly, exactly. <laughs> Cataly. Kittily. Oh, even better. Kittily. Um <laughs> So that would see that would have been a great joke. Why well, didn't they he, say? He, why didn't they? Why didn't they say that the great Poussin he was from Kittily? Well, there was <laughs> even a joke in the thing <laughs> we were watching, and the great Poussin he said, um, "Like I'm glad to be here in Westminster." <laughs> and and I, it registered in my head where I was like, "Well, that's oh, that's a good joke." And then like two West- minutes later, Greg was like, "Why was that a joke?" And I was like, "I." Guess it wasn't a joke. Yeah, I was like, "What?" Well, Westminster. I, I would assume because I think of Westminster, but it's like that should be a joke where there's a well, cat. like, well, like what, there's Westminster Abbey. It's Westminster West- Tabby. Yeah, exactly. There like go. there were so many. There's so many openings for like. I feel like I don't know what it is, but like they had so many opportunities to have fun. It's not sure. even like 
bad writing or whatever. It's just like, come on, like have fun, have fun with fun the with world. I, honestly, the most egregious thing where they're just like, it's so not fun. They ha- they do this really stupid bit where it's in the junkyard cats where the three of them. Uh, or the four Mongo Mongo <laughs> Mongo uh, what's the rhyming uh, one um, uh, we Wordsworth Wordsworth and and there's something is Hector <laughs> Hector obviously <laughs> Mongo is the big dumb idiot Wordsworth <laughs> is the one that rhymes and Hector is the one that has no personality <laughs> Hispanic yeah exactly and and then and Riff Raff are are sneaking into the kennel and and they're tra- and like so. Riff Raff gives the the order like everybody be quiet. So they he taps the next one on his shoulder, be quiet. Then the next one taps the third one on the shoulder, be quiet. And then the third one taps the fourth one on the shoulder, be quiet. And the fourth one, they're standing by a that for no reason in particular, they're standing by a cactus. And the fourth one taps the cactus to say, be quiet. Now, now, if you're gonna set up a cactus. <laughs> It, it's this is this is like the this, this is cactus one one right here. <laughs> you you got you you put the cactus in there to hurt yourself with the cactus, they, and then and then maybe you poke it. You say be quiet, ow, and ow. then you make the laugh. Right, noise. exactly. It, 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 like I'm not saying that's brilliant joke writing, but like you set up the joke to do that specific thing, and then literally he taps the cactus and be be quiet, and the cactus falls and makes a sound effect. And but there's no there's nothing that's there's it nothing. That's, that's a, then it moves they move on they just keep walking the, yeah the, it makes no sense <laughs> it's irrelevant that it was a cactus it could have been anything it could have been it could yeah there was like it just get hurt by the cactus like do yourselves a <laughs> it's fi- a cactus I, it's a cactus in a kennel I here's my thing so I noticed right off the bat that Heathcliff sounded like Bugs Bunny or Sylvester uh, and then we looked it up. Heathcliff is voiced by Mel Blanc. That, that if you don't know, that is like the he's the voice, the legend. He's the biggest voice actor that there ever was. Bugs Bunny, all of these classics. It was pretty. I was almost saddened though. Yeah. So my like, I don't know what the story is. Like, is it possible that they paid him so much money that they couldn't spend enough money on the rest? <laughs> of the the writing. They ran out of writing. Because <laughs> like maybe yeah. I I don't know. Like I have to imagine if you're in the cartoon world. And you're like, I got a, I got a show about an orange cat, which is already a hot property at that yes. time. We got Mel Blanc attached to be the voice. I mean, you're selling the project on that alone, yeah, exactly. right? Exactly. And then orange cat Mel Blanc. I'm in. I'm buying it. And they clearly. And then they're like, and then they all touch the cactus. It fell down. They're like, all right, there you go. we'll we make the show. Mel will make it work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's like. Such an opportunity. I mean, like Mel Blanc, Bugs Bunny, Warner Brothers, all the Looney Tunes. That's classic. You've got the greatest talent. Like, do something <laughs> fun, and instead, it's just this sort of media, very mediocre. It's so, it's so painfully empty of even trying to be fun. Like, that's even like Looney Tunes when it's not being funny is still be having fun. Yeah, and I have to say, at the beginning uh, when we were talking, you said that you, you you there's the other thing is that you said that this was more exciting to you than Garfield. I mean, I, I completely retract but, that. But but the thing is, they set up Heathcliff as this exciting character right. who pranks people and all this stuff. They, they specifically say he's pranking people in the neighborhood yeah, in the theme song. And, and there's a jubilee. And it, but it, like, even though it is active, there's very little like. Oh. It's I I Heathcliff I mean Garfield's much better I mean I'll, well Garfield and Friends see they, and I didn't want to say it before but I was a big fan of Garfield and Friends and they had a lot of imaginative like they yes. went on these fanciful uh, 
I, I'm just going to say, listen, man, you're wrong. <laughs> I disagree with you. I think I, you're an idiot. I didn't come here to be disrespected. <laughs> Uh, it yeah no I, I mean I completely retract it's, my feelings it, it was crap but I mean I love this show too and oh man the theme song the theme song <laughs> is because uh, that was the one thing I remember it's like Heathcliff Heathcliff no one should terrorize the neighborhood I was always like why is that it's it is catchy but the reason it stuck in my head is <laughs> the theme song is a minute and a half probably it's and it's just so repeating long. that over it's and over shockingly long where it's like wh- and they're not it's like not it's none, another thing when. You know, the opening theme song, especially in, like, 80s shows, would take a long time to help you understand Ex- the premise. Explain the show, yeah. Where it's like, okay, cool. Like, I mean, it's it's archaic now, but it's still like, oh, that's fun. I, I totally get why you do that. It's fun. It's catchy. And then, or introduce all the characters. There's a lot. They didn't do any of that. It was just him in, like, mini vignettes of crazy things. He's stealing fish. He's like... The fish become bones. Yeah, there's uh, a conver- uh, I just like how you said the fish can become bones. <laughs> like you, you like immediately got bored. Like that's the thing. It's like everything's like oh whatever. Oh and they even have. I mean, this is. I, I've watched a lot of uh, like cartoons recently, like old ones, just to get back in the world of those old cartoons. And the, the one of my favorite things is the classic at the end. They give the message of like um, what is it like oh. a PSA? Yeah, yeah. This, this is was, by far. This was one of the best I've ever seen. Actually. I think probably one of the best PSAs I've ever heard, <laughs> and I'll probably just play it right here, but in the podcast. But what it was is Heathcliff saying, D- "Don't mix if when you buy fish, the goldfish. If from you the buy pet fish store. from a pet store, don't mix different species in the bowl without checking first with your pet store." Owner. What do you think of my new fish, Heathcliff? His name's Chomper. Lovable, ain't he? I got him as a friend for Angel. <laughs> Iggy's trying to make Angel happy by giving him a pal. But with friends like Chomper, who needs enemies? Before you put different kinds of fish together, check with a pet shop to make sure they get along. Happy fishing. I mean, like... <laughs> So specific, and like it implies that like it was an issue for kids I, at the time. Well, that's the thing is, I the thing about PSAs to me is like it always felt like somebody made them do it. Like we right. have to, we have to, yeah, because it's kids programming. We have to, but it's like who? Like was this a hot button issue in 1980? <laughs> where like there's so many exotic fish dying at the hands of other exotic fish. We have to get to the bottom of this, and Heathcliff has to teach these children. I mean, the kids respect Heathcliff, and I think coming from a cat, it would mean a lot. Well, you know what it is, is, listen, the cats know fish. Cats, but cats hate fish. But cats hate, hate fish, fish, but, but even, even cats understand how important... Because this, this transcends... Listen, interspecies fish transcends... Cats and fish that dynamic. It's it's just something that the kids need to know. So why don't you spend most of the weeks that you're writing here writing that and don't worry about the plot of <laughs> anything was else. Fully, that was fully developed. Yeah, that was the best that, part that, of the that show. Was, that was like dialogue and <laughs> yeah, the, I was, love that. There was I, a, a, a relationship between the human and the and the and the cat. There and, was a funny visual joke yeah. where Heathcliff stops the big fish from eating a smaller fish by sticking a a drumstick, a, a drumstick, a chicken drumstick yeah. in, which is <laughs> hey, fish eating chicken. That's yeah, funny. Sure, I love. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I, I thought that was great. That was the highlight of the of the episode, and they've waited till the end for that one. Well, they they have they, they ended on a great uh, on a great note. Uh, I also loved in the beginning uh, the first half. Um, 
Well, there are two things. One is when they, when the these, as you mentioned while we were listening, these are all eloquent cats. They can talk uh, English. Yep. They are very. One of them named Wordsworth. One of them named Wordsworth, where he only rhymes. <laughs> and then when it comes to cat opera, it's oh. just it's just, <laughs> it's just they, meow 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 meow. And then when when then when he, that's that's the great Puccini. So yeah. that's great singing. That's and then great. when. Heathcliff does it. It's this weird rambling. Yeah, he's just sort of weird, scratchy-voiced. And then, once again, another example of why this show sucked. Heathcliff basically ruins the great Puccini show. The great Puccini, who has hundreds of fans in Cat World, is destroyed, humiliated. Heathcliff takes the mic and starts singing poorly. We've established he sings poorly. And then the crowd turns... In Heathcliff's favor, and without loved, him, without him learning how to sing, right? He's never he sings poorly. Has just destroyed the greatest opera singer in Cat World, and and then they they throw flowers at him and they love him. And now this is maybe maybe it's because what it's saying the message is maybe an audience is able to accept because of the grandeur. Just seeing him on stage makes him a great artist. I mean, is that possible? I think there. I think that was a subliminal message to the to the audience to <laughs> so, say, no matter how shitty this show is, you're gonna like it. Please enjoy. You have to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. I think it's see a how much more fun the audience is having by enjoying the crappy show than booing. They're they're you know planting that in the in the stupid kids' heads. I completely agree. And one other thing about your your love, Sonia, was <laughs> that she was, and you said it, she was a slut. Yeah, she's. Oh, that was that was great. She's. I, get, I don't remember if her and Heathcliff really ever get together. or We don't know if he, they have a relationship in this episode. In this episode, it's, it's early in the series. Maybe as the series goes on, their relationship progresses. I don't remember if he just pursues her or if, he, or if she really dates him. But in this one, she's sort of with him. You get the sense sort that, like, of, yeah, yeah. that there's, they're a thing. There's a relationship of some sort. And then she just like is is completely wowed by this celebrity who walks into town. Great Puccini. <laughs> and the celebrity, the great Puccini, turns out to be, you know, not so talented. Heathcliff sabotages him and he's just shown up for not being like a, a great singer. And there's a man behind the curtain, an I guess an old cat, right. an old fat cat, uh, who is doing who is the real voice of the great Puccini, and so he has the great voice. And the closing shot of the episode is uh, Heathcliff thinking that he has won the day. He's won Sonia back. And then he's like, where's Sonia? And you cut to the car, and Sonia's, you know, getting nuzzling with uh, with the, the fat old guy. cat. It, which is, whore. I mean, she just, I guess she's a talent. She's a star fucker. She's, I guess, to her credit, like, it's the talent, not the looks. Right, yes. But so, still, but, still, but still. can I also say one thing? While you were explaining that whole thing... I realized. (laughs) No, no, but I realized that I must have completely stopped paying attention during the show because I didn't even realize that that old guy was the man behind the curtain. I didn't. I missed. I missed that part somehow. I just like zoned out. It was so poorly explained. It was not set up. Yeah, because they. The thing is, they never sort of again. This is a kid show. They never sort of explained to kids like like. Oh my gosh, he's not the voice. He's the voice. Like they're like. Oh no! Uh, oh no! He's ruining the show. Like there was if- no one said like Heathcliff is ruining the show of the greatest singer in the world, and they never once cut to the audience to be like, 
oh my god, what's, what's happening? happening? Yeah, it's very weird that they sort of like, I guess maybe I have the brain of a child that I couldn't <laughs> follow it, but it, it, it was pretty, uh, I was very confused all the way. I, I just didn't know what was happening. It, the pieces don't really connect. They're really, they're like weird visual gag driven. And like they put fish, they put dynamite in a fish's mouth out of nowhere. Like it, it's, they had a bunch of cartoon tropes like stolen from. Yeah, I just it, it felt like it really did feel like. I mean, we talked about it before, but it, you know, a ripoff. Like it's yeah. sort of this lower tier sort of. We know what cartoons are. Kids like sound effects. Yeah. Kids like dynamite. The, voice, the funny voice. Yeah. And beyond that, there was like nothing to hang yeah. your hat on. I think. I mean, man, it's it was it was really it's really poor. It was really uh, bad, yeah, and yeah. it's disappointing because. And I've watched a couple shows, old shows that haven't uh, stood up, but like they they do exist. It's not like all kids programming yeah. is bad. Oh, no, no, it's no. Like, I mean, I mean, I still watch. I can still watch Looney Tunes today. Yeah, like, it's great. It's yeah, great. they're classic. Really funny. Like yeah. the art, the drawings are, the illustrations are great. The the stories are great. The lines are funny. Yeah. But like, come on, I don't know what the hell was going this on. This was crap. Um, so I, I one thing I do on this. Uh, the podcast is I have people come up with a drinking game for uh, for the show we just watched. So what what easy, would you easy drinking game? Okay. Well, I mean, this is, it would be a violent. It would be violently drunk, but like every unnecessary sound effect. Totally. Every are you, at the very least, if you want to just tone it down, like every every time that there should be a a line or a joke yeah. that is just the sound effect of blink blink or or any any they make weird stepping noises. That's when you drink, I think. Yeah, and I'd say any time in real life um, you save a fish um, <laughs> because of a message that was given at the end of Heathcliff, you should probably drink something. Yeah, just uh, kill that fish. And, just And what would you drink while watching? Um, um, I would drink um, maybe uh, a white Russian mm-hmm. because it is alcohol and milk. Mm, alcohol and, and milk. cats love milk. Yes, they do. I, I think that's uh, that's probably really good. I'm just trying to think of what else a cat might want to drink. Um, mm. I'd say maybe, you know, it would be good. Maybe like a really, yeah, they have really dirty martinis where they have um, like sardines in them. Ooh, oh, that sounds horrible, it but sounds, I, bet, I bet cats would love that. Yeah, but you know what? It is horrible because I, I like dirty martinis. I love like dirty I, martinis. With but olives. I, yeah. And I, there, I went to this place in uh, the neighborhood and it, on the outside, it said like really dirty martinis, and and, and <laughs> like, I was like, oh whoa, I like junkyard dirty. cat martinis. And there were sardines in it. it was like, oh, oh what are, what the uh, fuck is going I, on? I, here? I don't. Oh, sardines are one of the few foods that like I, and I'm I'm a garbage disposal, but it, it's one of the few things I don't I can't put. Down. It's just like fish salt. It's yeah. just like yeah, it's too much. Of, it's just too much. It's not anything good at all. Just this intense, and it, just the idea that flavor. you're eating at, uh, f- eating a full fish is sort of that's sort of gross. I'm okay so, with that. Okay, great. Um, this is where we differ. Yeah, uh, you know it's fine. I, I'll say though the sardine thing is really good because I feel like that is like the opening credit sequence. There's there's a cartoon cat trope of they love a whole fish that they can put in their mouth and then pull out the bones. That's one of the things that I one of the only things that I remember about the show and now I realize that's why it's one of the only things that I because oh. it's, it it looked cool yep. and th- there was nothing else notable in the show to remember. Yeah, yeah. The the junkyard cats seem to also be somewhat of a rip off of the uh the, not the Cosby 
what, what's, uh, uh, the Cosby cartoon. Um, yeah. Why am I forgetting? Fat Albert and the... Fat Albert and the... the uh, what's his, <laughs> we, we and just, the Garbage Boys. <laughs> I love how... I feel like this show deadened our minds. Like so We sort of like half fell asleep at the you end. Know, of, you know. Bill Cosby and the Garbage Boys. <laughs> You know, um, very popular show. W- Willie Cosby and the the garbage can. All right, good night, everybody. Um, yeah, uh, and the junkyard gang. What's it called? <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna get it right now. <laughs> we're sort of we're sort of checked out at this point. Yeah, you know. But yeah, it's totally like it's all, it's all derivative of something else. I yeah. feel like there's nothing, no original ideas. Uh, and 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 even though they broke it up into two halves, it was still felt so like it was forty five minutes long. So long, like there was nothing. They, you know what? I wonder if this was a, a comic strip before. I was going to say it seems like a comic strip. It seems like it seems like three one liners strung out over yes eleven minutes. Totally. Like there's, I can see there were three panels to that. That's what I felt at the end of that first vignette. I was like, "This is," and, yeah. but it, it was. It was based off of Garfield, which was a comic. Show. Yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, uh, I mean, uh, what's his name? Jim Davis. Mm-hmm. If he didn't get residual, I'm uh, right now. I'm going to say this. Do you think he sued them? I feel like there must have been some. There sort had of, to be some some legal battle over the orange cat. I mean, or, or, here's the other thing. It's like, let's say you create something huge like that, and it's it's co-opted to something shitty. I guess you have to. You have to sue? sue, right? Yeah, I get. I mean, he's. I mean, he has the the money and backing behind him. I'm sure to to bring suit. But it obviously didn't work. This, no, the no, show had show did well. It was on for a long time, long enough that like if it started in 1980, I wasn't watching it before I was. I mean, at the youngest, like six, which means it was going since 1988. At yeah, least. I mean, yeah, I, I feel the same way. I mean, I was watching when I was probably four or five, so it must have been good. Yeah. It's supposed to have gone I feel like there there were just so many cartoons in the yeah. 80s that there just yeah. must have been like a, a whole I mean, Nickelodeon show. had to fill 24 hours a day of it, or at least up till Nick at Night would come on. Yeah, that's when shit would get yeah. real. That that's that's when, um, when the hot in Cleveland started coming on. <laughs> yeah, I loved that show when I was five. When I was five, I really liked that show yeah. a lot. Um, cool, well thanks Dan, I appreciate yeah, you coming and uh, and watching and revisiting one of the worst shows that's ever existed with me. That was a real bummer, I'm sorry. Um, and if you... I thought it might be a little better. I, I thought so too. I was excited to watch it. And if if you're listening and you wrote this episode of Heathcliff, like <laughs> kill yourself. <laughs> it's just like I I I, res- I respect what you tried to do. But, um, but thank you, thank you so much for coming. Thank you. And um, do you have a safety message that you give at the end of episodes? <laughs> um. Uh... No, Wait, I, I, was that a way to say? Is there anything I should plug? Or? Yeah, well, <laughs> if there is anything you want to plug, but I was thinking that we could have uh, like oh, the okay. Two, oh no, I like that. Yeah, okay, no. do you have anything you no, would like I to plug? That. Who cares? <laughs> um, do you have anything to plug for real? Uh, uh, if you're in LA, you come see John Velvet uh, at Harold Knight. Is my is my team awesome? Check oh, it and and Gregor Corp. On Twitter, Gregor Corp on uh, uh, Dan Gregor is at Gregor Corp on Twitter and John Velvet at Harold Knight at the UCB Theater. Check that out. It's a good team, a lot of fun. A lot of fun, a lot of cool people. Um, when I'm out in LA, I'll check you guys out. We're a lot, a lot of fun little yokels. Oh gosh, you're all bumpkins. Um, well, thanks again, and we'll see you in hell. 
thank you for listening to It's That Episode, and thank you to Dan Greger. Now, what I'm about to do is something that I've never done before on It's That Episode, and it is a retraction. Uh, After recording this episode with Dan, I did a little research, um, and unfortunately, before this episode, we we picked Heathcliff together um, right before we watched it, and I wasn't able to do any research beforehand, and surprisingly... After doing some research, and by research I mean quickly looking on Wikipedia, I found out that Heathcliff is actually a comic strip that started in 1973. Now, looking at the Garfield Wikipedia, Garfield is a comic strip created in 1978. So while during the episode we continually, continually said that Heathcliff is a ripoff of Garfield, surprisingly... Not only is it not a ripoff, but it was around five years before. Now, what does that mean? Nothing. Really nothing. Because uh, we still stand by everything that we said in this episode. But I just didn't want you to think that, listen, this is a this is a fly-by-night uh, operation. Craig has no idea what he's doing. I don't want that. I don't want that filth. I don't want those emails. I don't want uh, uh, the threats. Uh, so don't give them to me. Um But that's it. Thanks again to Dan. Check in later in the week, and uh, I'll have another episode, a more accurate episode. Uh, No, this is the first and hopefully only retraction. Uh, Let me retract that. Uh, That's a joke. Um, A terrible joke. Okay, I'm going to get off. I I have to drink some tea because, uh, honestly, my world is shaken up by how incorrect this was. Um, Have a great night and an early manana. Adios, amigos. (laughs) 